Hey there, lady. My name is Molly Conley, and I'm devoted to helping women reinvent their love lives, whether that's after divorce, dating on and off the apps, or in their committed relationship. Why? Because I've been there. I'm a former college athlete who filed for divorce three years into marriage, swam in the online dating pool into my late 30s, and now I am married to the man of my spreadsheet dreams who I met four months before the world shut down. As a dating and relationship coach, I help my clients shift the focus from being obsessed with finding Mr. Right to shifting to herself as Miss Right Now. We build a foundation filled with clarity, connection, and confidence, knowing she is worth waiting for. Each week on the podcast, I'll bring you love life insights and savvy guests where you will receive the courage to release programmed limiting beliefs. Discover patterns and behaviors restricting you from finding and attracting quality men and ways to choose yourself first so you can build a foundation for a healthy relationship with yourself and a partner. Hey lady, welcome back to the show, Reinventing the Arena. I'm your host, Molly, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. So... (laughs) Today's topic was something I had planned to share later, further down the road in this podcast, but inspiration struck and I just couldn't help myself. So last week, Brad and I went exploring a few coffee shops as one of my goals this year, actually this quarter, is to find a space to work from either part of the day or maybe even a full day each week. So the first place we stopped had gluten-free and dairy-free items. So it was like a triple bonus in my opinions. If you don't know this by now, whenever a place has food options past a bagel or a pastry, it gets bonus points. Anyways, it started to fill up quickly and Brad and I snagged a table right as a groups of like college kids and high school students started coming in. Brad immediately puts his in earbuds and gets to work, but I was still like, getting settled, like pulling out my books, my notebook, my computer, when I overheard this conversation with these two ladies. Um, this girl said something along the lines of, yeah, I'm I'm not super interested in him, so I'll just wait, but I'll go out on that third date tonight with, I think it was, his name was Chris or something like that. Well, as you can imagine, <laughs> as a dating and relationship coach, my ears just perked up and I couldn't help it. And I overheard the rest of the conversation, which honestly went on for another 10 to 15 minutes. But if you follow me on Instagram, you might've seen this reel I made and it's not their conversation, but ironically, I had just saved this audio to create a reel in the future. It went a little something like this. Who, Ethan? No, Tyler. What about Chad? I stopped talking to Chad because he introduced me to Michael. I thought it was James. No, James is the guy I met on Tinder but had really bad commitment issues. I thought it was Brad. No, Brad was one that ghosted me and that's when I started talking to Garrett. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't help but shiver with bad memories of being a serial dater. Yes, that's that's what I call it. Like a serial killer, but in dating. <laughs> so like going from one date to the next, either leaving a trail of broken hearts or Band-Aid wrappers that you put on your own heart. That's like the evidence right there. (laughs) So basically the first date has nothing satisfying, has nothing coming out of it that's satisfying to you. 
So you move on to the next person. Maybe then you feel guilty and you go back to the first guy to try a second date. But oh, then there's this other guy on a different app and he reaches out. He seems cute. So why not? The pattern is scattered and your friends can't keep up. And maybe you don't even tell your parents about them because your parents would become even more confused or they would become excited that you're trying to settle down, even if that's not your goal in the first place. And that's a whole nother podcast episode for sure. So on a personal note, back in 2016, I was single, legit single for the first time in quite a while, like, I don't know, maybe six years before 2016, I was that girl who would get out of a relationship. And then in a few weeks I'd be in another one. I never learned, this is so embarrassing sometimes, I never learned how to date until I was in my thirties. So in the beginning, I had no clue what I wanted. All I knew was that things weren't working out with the people who I dated. And I was at a loss of how I was going to pull this off. How was I going to date in my thirties? How was I going to find a serious relationship with a man in the Midwest? This is a serious question. Why? Because I wasn't looking for a man who, first of all, is still in a relationship. And obviously there's quite a few of those married men on the apps. And second of all, I didn't want a man who already had kids because I wasn't ready to be a mom, let alone have a second or third relationship developing from meeting him. Plus, I've seen it before with previous friends who have fallen in love with the kids and don't give a shit about the guy, so they settle for him just to be with the kids. That's just not my plan. So I asked for advice, (laughs) and most of my friends, and I even think my mom, said to just go out on a bunch of dates so I could figure it out. And I'm going to tell you, that is complete shit complete shit. Don't do that. Here's why. Actually, before we get into that, let me just tell you how this issue shows up with my clients who are either single or if they're in a committed relationship. So if a single woman who's my client is working with me and she's trying everything to find a man, I ask her about this dating pattern. If a coupled woman doesn't understand why it's so hard to communicate, to connect, to be honest, to be vulnerable with her significant other, I ask about this previous dating pattern because they all relate to three deeper questions. The first one, I ask if they had boundaries in place before they started dating. Second, I ask if they truly know who they are at their core, even before they started dating, followed by how they continue to work through who they are as their identity shifts in life. The biggest misconception about boundaries is that people think that they're for the other people in their lives when it's really the boundaries that you put up for yourself. You know, stay in your lane. You stay on your desired path towards what you want in life. There's different types of boundaries like physical, emotional, uh, sexual, intellectual, material, and my favorite, (laughs) time. If you don't know what your boundaries are, or if you don't have any, it will be difficult for you to communicate your needs and your wants when dating, let alone negotiate when you're in a lifelong relationship. Then if you haven't done the inner work, the outer work will be more difficult to handle. So let me explain. 
if you have not done the inner work, the connection you're looking for may not be authentically reciprocated and you may not experience a deep belonging with that other person. If you have not done the inner work, it will be harder for you to find a partner who is emotionally and mentally mature to handle all the ups and downs in life while staying connected to you in the relationship. It will also make it difficult for you to handle the next transition in your life. Every transition changes you. Graduating college, getting your first job, moving across the country, buying a house, settling down and getting married, having a pet, getting a promotion, having children, caring for elderly children, changing jobs. The list goes on. All of these are slight pivots in your life that will impact your identity and affect your relationships. And what really sucks to say is that majority of these transitions are falling upon women in the relationship. Now, you hear all of the whys that I just explained, but what can you do about it? So even if you're not a serial dater, you can apply these steps to help your dating experience or your current relationship. So step one, discover and experience the love of solitude. If you can't spend time alone, we have a huge problem on our hands. Learning how to enjoy your own company is needed because at some point, whether you like it or not, you will be alone again, whether that's divorce, widowed, or sadly, maybe you'll end up like old me in a loveless marriage. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on a better path out of it. Trust me. Plus, rediscovering yourself through solitude is going to help you build trust and confidence within yourself instead of having to look for it in other people. There's a few different ways that you can practice solitude. And one of my favorites was unplugging at home, like zero technology and zero human interaction. I would either take a half day or a full day and completely like unplug my TV, turn off my phone. I might even had had to hide it like in a dresser drawer or something so that I wouldn't go after it. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It took some time to work up to this. I think the first time I tried it, it might have only worked for like mm, two hours and I just, I just couldn't hack it. So pick out something you enjoy doing that does not involve technology. Is it reading a book, drawing, cooking, writing, meditation, working out, or maybe it's just like going outside or playing with a pet. Time will slow down and you'll start floating into this space where you get comfortable being yourself without anyone else around. When you can start enjoying that space and enjoying and appreciating your solitude, you can move on to step two. Reconnect with others, like meaning platonic relationships, through this new found of self-confidence. So those moments of solitude, you will more than likely be outwardly expressing yourself in new ways that others may call confidence, some may call wisdom. So what used to bother you doesn't even phase you now. You might even have like a new sense of patience and gratitude that you never knew existed. What's also pretty interesting is that at this point, you might realize some of your relationships aren't what they, they seem. You may decide to either move on from them or invest more time and effort. And to be honest, if you want to learn more about this, go back to the previous episode, number seven, resign and design your relationship board. There'll be more information and get into that a little bit deeper, actually a whole lot deeper. <laughs> you will 
out of this, you're going to, you're going to do some shifting. Like you will move out of your old comfort zone with a new sense of confidence and expand into what is called like the learning zone. How? Because not only have you experienced and enjoyed time alone, but you're able to recognize the platonic friendships that you want to be a part of, which in turn creates boundaries for yourself, meaning what you put up with and what you don't. From here, you can move on to step three, which is standing on higher and firmer ground. This is the place where you want to be as you start dating again. When you're in the spot, you know better, so you do better. Trust me. You have the boundaries in place for yourself that evolved from your platonic relationships. Now you're not falling for some handsome face if he doesn't respect you and you don't go out for drinks at 10 p.m. on Tuesday night because you have to work the next day. Your income is way too important for a last minute date and a possible hangover. You also have a clearer picture of what you don't want. This can be simple as a man who doesn't have cats because you have a severe allergic reaction. Or you could be like old me and you don't want to date someone with children because you aren't ready for that level of commitment and have numerous relationship responsibilities due to a dating app. When you slow down and take care of yourself, and take yourself even out of this dating experience, the serial dating experience, you will not only develop the intention behind the dating in the first place, but you will also put your boundaries, your identity, and your desires above all else. This now leads me to your reflection question. What action will you take to deepen your intention behind your romantic relationship? Now, before you go, I have one more question. It's not a reflection question, but I'm just curious. Do you or did you participate in dry January? Or is possibly a 2023 goal cutting back on your drinking at all this year? Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram because I would love your feedback on something that I'm creating. Oh, and if you're looking for a new mocktail or beverage to try, keep listening to the end of this episode to hear more about my favorite drink moment. All right, ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at reinventing the arena, or if this episode reminded you of a friend who really needs some perspectives on her online dating habits, please send this to her way. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will chat with you soon. Okay, so it's no surprise, but I love sharing personal stories with you ladies, and this one includes a product. In 2021, I tried Dry January for the first time, and it was tough. Fast forward to 2022, and I thought it was going to be easier, but it wasn't. I couldn't find anything, literally anything that tasted good to replace my favorite cocktail or a glass of wine. So for months, I was still looking because I wanted something to replace the beverage whenever I wanted. Then moment appeared and I fell in love. It's a botanical water, either still or sparkling with no artificial flavors, no caffeine and no added sugar. Instead, they have refreshing fruit flavors, healthy botanicals and adaptogens. Some of my favorite flavors are blueberry ginger, spiced mango and blood orange. I always keep them on hand for those nights when I like to sip a cocktail or have a glass of wine, but rather not deal with any of those side effects of alcohol. You know what I'm talking about, the headache. 
the dehydration, the horrible night's sleep, the hangover, and whatever else may come your way. If you're looking for an alcoholic replacement for a dry January or just because, check out Moment. Here's some fun facts. 1% of all their sales goes to mental health nonprofits, and they were on Shark Tank. If you want to give them a try, use my promo code reinventingthearena at checkout for 15% off. The link is in the show notes.